there's a problem we face, or maybe I should say a question or a challenge, and that is one of conscious language. I cannot say problem, for instance, for fear of creating problems. I cannot say I want something, or it creates a want for that very thing, a lack of it. I must say I have it to manifest it in my life. I cannot say I'm going to achieve something. I must say I've already achieved it to activate its reality in my life. Or is this really true? In this episode, we'll explore the topic of conscious language and see what really makes a difference for your happiness and success. This is the Heart Body Business Podcast. Inspiration, tips, and tools for entrepreneurs seeking a more fulfilling type of success. One that stems from exploring and expressing their true passion and purpose and finding healthy ways to do so. All coupled with insights and action items to get a business moving in the right direction. I'm Steve, your host, and I invite you to learn more at heartbodybusiness.com. So there's this idea about conscious language that you need to stay positive in everything you say to effectively train your thinking, in an effort to train your subconscious, in an effort to manifest positive things in your life. Now, I do believe that our mind shapes our reality. It takes the energy of the heart and shapes it according to the direction of our conscious and subconscious thoughts, especially the subconscious. But because of this, there's this idea that you cannot say certain words and you cannot use certain phrases lest you program yourself subconsciously in the wrong direction. I'm going to go out on a limb here to suggest that the vast majority of what we call successful people of the past have not gotten hung up on their words like this. They didn't have to visualize something, then speak as if it was already a reality in order to make it happen. They probably did visualize their goals, they did have direction, and they pursued it with action plans and steps. But they would never have believed that you can't say the word problem, for instance, or it will create problems. For a long time, I tried to stop referring to problems and replaced the word with challenges. The idea was that a challenge may be something that poses a difficulty, but it's also something that you can overcome. But in reality, that's how I use the word problem as well. I don't just point out problems to complain about the world while failing to propose any reasonable solutions. In fact, I like to notice problems exactly so that I can try to find a solution. So for me, I'm not charging the word with negativity and attracting that into my life. Someone else, however, may use the word problem in their habit of noticing everything that's wrong in the world. It is reflecting something that's inside them, and this is where the idea of conscious language must really stem from. It's not about the word. After all, a rose by any other name would smell as sweet. When I was younger, we used to refer to those with a physical difficulty as handicapped. A handicap is literally defined as a circumstance that makes progress or success difficult also as an impediment. 
So if someone has an issue with their legs that makes it difficult to walk, seems reasonable to say that they have a circumstance that makes progress difficult, yes? But somewhere along the line, someone became offended by a word that states the obvious, and pretty soon no one was meant to use the word handicapped. Now you use differently abled until someone becomes offended by that and we're all given a different word to use. And each time, we're referring to the same people with some sort of physical challenge, yes? Is it assumed that we're insulting them rather than observing their challenge? It seems like this must be the case because someone's been offended. But I doubt most of us are insulting them. And if someone is... That's their own internal issue they need to deal with. Meanwhile, think about the term differently abled. We're all differently abled. We literally all have different abilities. And this is in fact a beautiful thing, a critical thing. So shouldn't that term apply to all of us? If so, isn't moving to a term like differently abled for those who are physically handicapped, actually less accurate language? But apparently, accuracy isn't a concern. The main thing is to not offend. This is really the whole issue of political correctness. And one wonders if we need to keep learning a new language to keep up with the rate of people becoming offended, even though we're not changing anything that's actually being said. The people speaking matter-of-factly about a situation as they understand it are still doing the same thing with any new word given to them. The people expressing hatred, anger, or bigotry for whatever reason with the words they use will continue to do so even if they move to a new term, which often they won't. This is why a lot of people are frustrated with political correctness. While people make these adjustments in an effort to be polite, it doesn't actually change what's being said. And in a world where people seem offended at an increasing pace, it asks for more and more accommodations that mean nothing. So people eventually say, enough. This is too much energy wasted for something that doesn't help anyone in reality. In fact, it may just reward a tendency for some people to become offended and make demands of others, even though feeling offended is an internal matter. It's only really addressed by finding more in the way of self-love and perhaps support from those around you. So, how does this relate back to conscious language? Well, just as some people will use words like handicapped or differently abled matter-of-factly without intending any offense, and others may use it intending offense, it's not about the word, but the energy within, the energy you're projecting out into the world, be it through words or actions. If someone is inherently positive then, if they're driven by a love for others and a desire to make a positive difference in the world, their words carry this energy. To me, we want to observe the world as dispassionately as possible in order to see it for what it really is. Observe what is and isn't working and look to support what is working and solve what isn't. 
there's truly no issue here in calling out something that isn't working unless all we want to do is complain about it. Conscious language, then, seems to me a tool for changing ourselves when we carry pessimism inside. If we tend to see problems, for instance, as bad rather than as opportunities. In this case, if we've observed this pessimism and want to improve ourselves in this area, conscious language may help to act as a mirror to help us catch ourselves in our low moments, our negative moments, and ask us to quickly reinterpret the world in a way where we have power, where we can make a difference. We just have to be careful with a tool like this as it can become a new habit of its own. It becomes so ingrained that it stops helping us to reflect and reinterpret. It becomes a thing unto itself that ultimately controls us. I can say this, I cannot say that, and I'm doing it all on autopilot so I'm no longer growing from it. I mentioned the Hayoka in an earlier episode, the tradition of the sacred clown that does the unexpected to wake us from our dream, to break us for a moment from the matrix so that we can see reality and alter ourselves in an attempt to find some freedom from the program, to become more of who we're really meant to be. This is what conscious language is, a kind of hayoka to slap us across the face if we're caught in the low energy of the matrix and to get us to change course. So again, it's not the words, it's what's happening inside you that matters. If you say, I'm going to achieve this goal rather than I have achieved that goal, Are you really doing yourself a disservice because you haven't made a present moment statement? If you can see yourself achieving the goal and you're creating a plan to get you there and you're acting on it and you're bringing love into the things you do, I don't personally believe you have to speak as if it's already happened in order to make it happen. You are being the process that makes it real. Many of us know Yoda's famous saying, there is no try, only do. I'll try does commit one to trying, but not to succeeding. I'll try says nothing about how much effort we'll put in. So yes, it's not much of a commitment. But once again, what is the energy behind it? I'll try means a vastly different thing from one person than from another. When it comes to success... We have to bring the right energy. We have to visualize what we want. We have to formalize the steps to get there. And then, as Yoda says, we have to do. All of this is much more specific than either trying or doing. But if someone means all of this by I'll try, if that means they'll power themselves with love and steer themselves with a plan and carry it all out with doing, There's nothing wrong with trying, because in this case, trying is doing, and it's doing done right. So there's the real question. Are you stuck in some area of life or business because you have no heart for change, or because you've failed to plan a set of steps with deadlines, or because you've failed to follow through on that plan? These are the three areas we're concerned with, the three consciousness systems in the body we talk about. 
heart for powering us, for giving us purpose, brain for steering us with visions and plans, gut or body for acting on this purpose and plan. This is the trinity of a human being, and when we feel stuck in some area, we need to explore which of these areas is falling short. Our words do not determine our fate. What's inside us does. But they can reflect what's inside. They can give us clues to where we need to change. So if you're finding language that reflects a weakness, you can definitely use that as a tool. Force yourself to change your words in order to change your mind and your reality. This can really work because it forces change within. Just don't let it become a habit. Don't let it become your new unconscious language and have yourself fall back into patterns and ruts. And don't let it be a substitute for the deeper tools that render conscious language moot, the tools of opening the heart and becoming clear about how you will live your purpose, touch lives, and construct a legacy you're proud to leave to this world. Till next time, thanks for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe. You can also join our mailing list to get alerts on our latest episodes and other tips, tools, and news. Learn more and sign up at heartbodybusiness.com.